0: Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Providing Navigation Services for Clients with Serious Mental Illness and Chronic Physical Health Conditions. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on August 28, 2017. This webinar is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to ensuring beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations in care models. To learn more about current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care in this podcast, Alice Geis, Director of Integrated Healthcare at Trilogy Behavioral Healthcare, provides an overview of navigation services. Hi, I'm Alice Geiss. Thanks for
1: joining the webinar. I look forward to your questions and comments at the end. Next slide. <clears throat> So what exactly are the key functions and services of navigation? What is it that we expect navigators to do? Competencies should include these things. Supporting linkages with providers, yes, but also transportation, housing, food necessities. Modeling advocacy and coordination of care. This might mean doing the needed coordination or teaching the client or other staff strategies for doing it. Good illness self-management requires both knowledge and self-advocacy skills. The tip sheets you'll hear about later are one example of how basic information can be communicated to clients at an appropriate level. The need for more intensive communication is necessary when working with a vulnerable population in a sometimes fragmented health system. Navigators need to be able to do this. Lastly, navigators provide wellness and health promotion services. One note about wellness, while we include this in our discussion of navigation, it's fundamentally different from the other tasks of navigation, and that it involves treatment. However, historically, these treatments are ones that have received limited or no reimbursement, making them inaccessible to most people. I'm talking about weight management, smoking cessation, training and safe exercise regimens. We'll talk later about who does which piece of navigation. Wellness services look different depending on the level of the person providing it. And undergirding all of this work is the need to be able to develop and maintain positive working relationships with clients. Next slide. So why is it important to have the capacity to offer navigation services to people with a serious mental illness who also have long-term medical illnesses? Many individuals, including people with SMI, are members of vulnerable client populations and need assistance with navigation. This might be due to symptoms impacting endurance, cognition, or affect regulation. System issues which make the need for navigation more pressing include our increasingly complex delivery system and other barriers to integrated and coordinated care. When thinking specifically about people with SMI, the importance is magnified by the high rates of medical and substance use comorbidities and the high incidence of premature death due to modifiable risk factors. We also need to align with the recovery model and client-centered care principles as these have become central to our work. So take the example of tobacco dependence. Tobacco kills half its users across the world and smoking rates are higher in the SMA population. Or consider what we've learned from the ACE study, the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study and follow-up work to that. Our clients tend to have histories of trauma, a person with an A score of four is 260% more likely to have COPD than a person with an A score of zero. Next slide. For those of you who attended the initial webinar in this series, you would have been doing some thinking about your organization and how well it supports the process of helping clients navigate healthcare. We talked then about how certain things are necessary in order to support such services the focus of today's presentation I want to just mention some of these factors the prerequisites for great navigation services if you will do you need system support for navigation leadership resources including adequate financial resources and workforce and training development tools the navigation organizational tool can help you perform a self-assessment and help guide an action plan to create or improve these elements next slide I can give a quick example of how system support works. We did a system-wide intervention to move to a smoke-free campus. Smoking had been allowed outside the building on agency property and banned inside for many years. But all staff, as well as the client council, were involved in this. One of the interventions that we set up was a small area specifically for people who were trying to quit smoking to meet with staff individually or in groups. This was named the cessation station. There was a dedicated phone line to the Illinois quit line. We had a countdown to smoke-free campus day in the lobby, a free smoking cessation group offered on-site to staff, and other interventions. This couldn't have been accomplished without leadership support to involve all aspects of the organization. Next slide. Okay, so let's say you and yours understand the importance of providing healthcare navigation services and you have the basic structure for doing so. What are the important elements to make sure to include in your program planning? You need to have the right people, the right tools, and the right framework to offer the best services. Next slide. Using the right people to provide the service means taking a look at your workforce. Peer wellness coaches can accomplish many of the goals of navigation. They do need support from providers or RNs. Integrated health nurses, sometimes referred to as care coordinators, can do an analysis of the client's navigation needs and develop a plan which incorporates direct care needs, informational or teaching needs, health literacy, and other factors which impact the client's ability to receive well-integrated services. Social workers or care managers can use tools like tip sheets, which you'll be hearing about shortly, to support clients' understanding of medical comorbidities. They can provide expertise in research, resource identification, linkage to psychotherapy services, and more. One valuable outcome of quality navigation is the prevention of overuse of providers in these activities. Some coordination of care must be done by physicians or nurse practitioners, such as consultation about the medical plan of care, but much of it can be accomplished by people at other levels. So it's important to right-size and uh, have people working to the top of their license and abilities. Next slide. Having the right tools to engage clients is important. There's a lot to choose from. TJ Thurlow will talk a little bit about some of the ones we've found useful in a bit. Sometimes they need to be adapted to your setting, population, or staff competencies. Some of the curricula or manuals are already adapted for use with, people with, uh, for use with people without SMI. It's important to use evidence-based practices to the extent that they are available. These might include manualized curricula or toolkits that can be used for individual or group clinical interventions, motivational interviewing aids, or materials that educate navigators about special consideration for assisting individuals with SMI who have medical comorbidities. Integrated treatment plans are a gold standard for working in an integrated way towards health goals, but realistically, it's not feasible in many settings for all providers as well as payer organizations who provide navigation services to be working from the same treatment plan. This makes having strong navigation services all the more important. From the peer wellness coach to the orthopedic surgeon, the more integrated the efforts on behalf of the client health, the better. Next slide. Here's an example of a couple of tools for working with clients on smoking cessation. And links where you can find them. Next slide. We talked about getting buy-in from leadership, but having the right framework involves more than that. It involves being client-centered, really putting the person at the center of the treatment plan. Using motivational interviewing is very useful in the context of working with clients with multiple complex health problems. And this framework can be used by many kinds of health navigators. It doesn't require someone credentialed at the level of a licensed psychotherapist. Many organizations that work with people with comorbid substance use disorders, as we do, employ a framework of harm reduction. Some folks like to use Prochaska and DiClemente's transtheoretical model, otherwise known as stages of change. And the overall approach to health behavior change in a behavioral health organization must take into account the impact of psychiatric illness on a client's ability to change. Next slide. Here's an image of the trans-theoretical model. We often go over this in treatment groups and help clients place themselves on the continuum. Whether you use this model or another, it's vital to understand the client's current ability and willingness to move towards improved health in any given area. So many factors can affect this. Rubrics and toolkits and decision trees, no matter how evidence-based, are only useful in the aggregate. Individuals are impacted by multiple factors that need to be taken into account. Besides the obvious, the mental and physical symptoms affecting the population we're discussing today, they are too many to be listed but include genetics, cultural dietary habits or beliefs, cognitive ability and learning differences, health literacy levels, personal experience in the health system, and trauma histories.